Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With former Blue Superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon <laughs> Kylie. Happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Cardinals team president Bill DeWitt III joining us here on 101 ESPN. Bill, I know you've got to be an unbelie- unbelievably busy man right now. We sincerely appreciate the time here today. How are you doing? I'm pretty good, thanks, guys. Uh, Jamie missed a good skate this morning. Oh, did I? Did we win or did the gray team come up big? <laughs> Well, it was like five guys on the bench each side, good goalies. It was fast. I mean, I uh, I may have to find another league. Did, now, did you have any goals? Uh, yeah, a couple lucky ones. Ah, you go to the net all the time. You get those good goals. Playoff goals is what you get, Bill. <laughs> the dirty junk ones. <laughs> so we're talking to Bill DeWitt the third Cardinals team president. And, Bill, I – I, heard, I was listening to the John Mosellock Zoom presser the other day, along with, uh, I know Alex Ferrario was on there, and certainly a lot of the media around St. Louis, and the vibe that I got from that press conference was basically, this was a really difficult year for the St. Louis Cardinals, and for baseball as a whole, with all of the revenues that were not coming in that you would typically expect, and Mo said specifically that the Cardinals were hit harder than most other teams. Can you give fans that I know... Uh, Fans are looking at this as a as a fan, and they want to see the team improve this offseason. Can you give them an idea of just how down revenues were this year for the Cardinals compared to a typical season? Well, yeah, I mean, it was pretty brutal from that standpoint. I mean, you know, we usually generate um, close to $150 million in um, stadium revenues and uh, attendance, you know, ticketing mostly. And then there's sponsorship marketing and all kinds of other things. There's national revenues. Well, all that stadium revenue was virtually non-existent. Certainly the ticketing revenue was zero. Some of the um, sponsorship uh, we were able to salvage with, um, you know, the TV broadcast for those 60 games. But, um, you know, it's it's really tough. It's But, um, you know, look, a lot of businesses are suffering, so we don't want to – dwell on our problems. Um, I think from a fan standpoint, um, you know, they care about the Cardinals, but they also care kind of how the Cardinals fit relative to other teams, right? So it's kind of relative, right? I mean, certainly, you know, we took a hit as owners of the team, um, but what do fans care about? They care about winning and, and the product on the field. And, you know, every team got hit hard. Uh, did we get hit harder than others? Probably somewhat because of the fact that we're attendance dependent. You know, we, we, we're second in the league in attendance typically behind the Dodgers. So when that goes away, you know, that's a disproportionate impact. Um, but some of the big markets uh, that actually have higher pricing and things like that generate a little more revenue. 
um, might have had and have some you know bigger payrolls in some cases, you know the, some of the losses were staggering. Now, Bill, obviously you brought it up there. The fans are such an important part of the St. Louis Cardinals, and we know Cardinal Nation is incredible, but they're also incredible at attending the games. So you guys are always up at the top of the list for attendance throughout all of Major League Baseball. We know there were no fans in the stands last year. And moving forward, I know there's still certain restrictions that you that are, that are being upheld in St. Louis County. And how do you go about trying to, I don't know, set a budget, build a revenue model for a year that's still undetermined that lies ahead of you? Well, I mean, we've the, the, the short answer is, is we've we've built about 10 budgets. <laughs> um, you know, we keep kind of changing based on what we think may happen. But, um, you know, I, um, I think maybe the most likely would be restrictions to begin with. Um, and then at some point during the season, maybe those get lifted and you have – um, perhaps unrestricted. Uh, who knows, right? It all depends on the vaccine and treatments and um, city and county ordinances. But, um, you know, I'm kind of thinking some sort of a hybrid approach is most likely. I'm certainly praying for a miracle and hoping that opening day could be unrestricted. We're talking to Bill DeWitt third here on 101 ESPN. Uh, Bill, when you look at it that way, if, if you're hoping that you can have at least some fans early and then fingers crossed, I know we're all hoping certainly that you can have the full fans in the stands late into the season. How does this impact the potential payroll going into next year? I know Mo said uh, it's looking like at, at, at a maximum, maybe you stay the same. And I know we talked yesterday with a former NL, MLB general manager and Jim Duquette, and he said he's hearing from across the league 20 or 30 percent slashes in most payrolls across the league. Is that kind of in line with what you guys are thinking as well? Well, it depends really on on what your fixed obligations are, right? Because um, in, in I'll come back to the Cardinals in a minute, but every team is looking at what are their guaranteed contracts for 2021 on the books, right? And if you already have uh, sort of most of your teams signed up to these long-term deals, um, you know, that's your payroll. Um, you know, maybe there's – some things you can do here and there, but I think everybody's, if if it's restricted attendance, pretty much everybody's fixed obligations are going to lead to losses, severe losses in addition to what happened last year. Um, and so that makes flexibility all the more important. So, which is kind of why you saw Wong's option not get picked up. It's not that we don't like Wong. We, we really like him, but we've just got to figure out where we're going to be I think before we start making big commitments and, you know, 12 million is a big commitment. So, um, you know, where do the Cardinals end up in that? Yeah. I mean, it's likely to be down certainly. Um, but our fixed obligations, um, I think are somewhere in the 130 to 140 range. Um, and then you'd obviously like to, um, you know, do some things like, you know, Wadi, Yachty and Wayne are certainly out there. Um, and uh, would love to try to renew those guys. We'll see what happens. But, you know, if you tell me how many fans we're going to be able to have, I could tell you what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The unknown, I think, is what is the scary part for business owners, for sure, and the fans, too, because it all goes hand in hand with the product that you guys are putting on the field. So, Bill, I, you, you mentioned Yachty and Wayno. And, you know, I'm very, very curious as to how you guys feel, never mind the baseball side of it, but just as a family. These guys have been a part of your organization for a really long time. They're pillars in the community. They're well-known Cardinals. They're future red jacket wearers. 
How difficult is this process right now when technically, I guess, they're free agents to go and talk to other teams, and, and there is a possibility that, that they don't come back? Yeah, it's it's really difficult. I mean, you know, we've always prided ourselves on um, sort of being able to keep our guys who we've invested in long term, with some exceptions, of course. Um, and, you know, some teams have the attitude of just whatever the numbers say, whatever the dollars say, we're making that decision. And then and you, you rarely have iconic players stay the whole time. And, you know, we could all think of some teams like that. Then you have teams that – um, maybe kind of over sentimentalize, you know, their their stars, and maybe make some some mistakes as they um, try to just chase, you know, legacy numbers and things of that nature. And I think we would certainly be on that side of the spectrum more so with perhaps than a club that's just you know all about the dollars and cents. Um, and for those two guys, I mean, you know, the contributions are, are, are incredible. I mean, this entire era, when you look at the common denominators of our success, you know, certainly Yachty's been behind the plate the whole time and, and Wayno, um, you know, 90% of that time. So, you know, with some injuries um, that have uh, hurt him a little bit, you know, I mean, just, and, and you mentioned it, they're, they're great guys. They, um, they're part of a, um, the leadership culture in that in that clubhouse, and we'd certainly love to see them uh, end up as um, finishing their career as Cardinals. Cardinals team president Bill Dewitt the third joining us here on 101 ESPN. Bill, I wanted to ask you, kind of going back to your previous answer, you said if you could tell me now what um, the attendance will be next year, I could kind of tell you what the payroll is going to be. I think the difficult part I would imagine for you is you're not going to have that answer before free agency, before trades this offseason. There's going to still be that uncertainty about what the future holds for fans in the stands. And so how do you approach free agency when you do have the opportunity to bring in some talent from elsewhere and maybe even some talent on good deals for you compared to what you would typically get them on with the fact that you you still just don't know what that's going to look like next year from a fan perspective yeah i mean well it's going to end up being um sort of a, some a guessing game because we're going to have to make some decisions before we know like you said um and and one of the things that'll evolve here is the marketplace, right? I mean, after the World Series, is now it's over. So I think it's a couple of days we, we enter into the free agent period. And you might see some teams jump into it right away. Others may just kind of wait a little bit and see where the market ends up. Um, you know, I haven't talked to my, I talked to Mo yesterday, but not about that topic. But, you know, as far as how aggressive do we want to be early on, um, you're, you're dealing with less certainty the sooner you deal with something. As time pr- progresses, the market uh, materializes a little bit. And so I think you'll see a little bit of a waiting game. Maybe a couple teams go early, but, um, you know, it's just you, you're hoping for information, any kind of information to help you better make decisions. Bill, we talk about free agent signs and trades and rosters. Good buddy of ours just uh, just popped up in Chicago with the White Sox, mm-hmm. Tony La Russa. Uh, what, how did the news get to you and were you surprised and actually the biggest question is how do you think tony will do having been away as a manager i know he's been involved in the game of baseball but now he's a, he's an older guy and they got a pretty young team uh so yeah were you shocked to see that and how do you think he'll do well i wasn't surprised um 
<laughs> you know, because I know how competitive Tony is, and he's still a very energetic guy. And <laughs> I know he's been somewhat, you know, he's been involved in the game at a, at a at the front office level now and at the MLB level for all these years since 2011. And I know it, even though he really loves being a part of it, I think it's somewhat torture for him to be in the front office. <laughs> I think he even had a quote, something like that, where he just, he just burns to be down there and being a part of it and, and working with players. And, um, you know, he's, um, I think I heard Tom Ackerman earlier today talk about the fact that, He's always had really high-profile jobs, you know, since the early White Sox days and teams that, um, you know, had a lot of talent. And he's always been able to kind of um, balance that talent, the young players and the older players, the veterans, et cetera. Um, you know, he won't have dunk with him, which will be interesting. But um, I think he'll do a good job um, for sure. And I think um, he's got a really lot of talent there with Chicago. So I wouldn't put anything past him, to be honest. I think it'll be very interesting to see what happens, though. Now, Bill, have you asked uh, Yachty and Wayno to block Tony's number for the <laughs> next little while just to make sure? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, there's certain things that you <laughs> hope you'd ever see, and and one of them would be like Yachty and Wayno in black caps. <laughs> you know, just that would just not look right, and hoping that doesn't happen. But, um, you know, we'll see. We're talking with Bill DeWitt III here on 101 ESPN, Cardinals team president. So I, I guess one of the questions, and it kind of pertains to Yachty and Wayno, you mentioned how you'd like to bring both of them back. Your fixed uh, obligations right now are around 130 to $140 million. If you are able to do that um, and you, you look towards next season with both Yachty and Wayno in the mix potentially, Bill, how do you go about improving what this roster was last season for next year? Because that... I would imagine that probably already takes you up pretty close to where your payroll was last year. How do you improve upon that as well if you if you can't go out and make another big splash signing? Well, it's it's tough. I mean, you know, particularly if your only path to improving is in the free agent market. That's never a market that we want to be, um, you know, focused on 100% in terms of the only way to improve. Um, the free agent market is... Um, an important part of our model in terms of, of being good every year. Um, but it, it, it should be if things are working properly in terms of scouting, player development, drafting, et cetera, it should be kind of that, that missing piece or that um, sort of calculated risk where you know you're, you're kind of paying top dollar for something that you really need. Um, if you're out there filling every last hole that you have in the free agent market, you know, it's probably going to come crashing and burning it down at some point. So, um, you know, trade trades are always a possibility. Um, you know, um, giving our guys uh, who are coming up through the system um, a little more time. You know, a lot of times people don't realize what you have um, until you play it. I mean, you know, let's face it, we saw a Rosarena a little bit, but not enough. And look what he did with Tampa. So, um, you know, we have to be – smarter about, um, you know, the time we give our, our young players so that we balance it with those immediate needs that you know you can just go get on the free agent market. Bill DeWitt III joining us here on 101 ESPN. I wanted to follow up on that because 
you mentioned Randy Rosarena, and certainly I I can't imagine what it was like being involved with the Cardinals organization and watching this because, I mean, you guys were high on him. We had heard for years how, how you liked Randy Rosarena. You got who you think is going to be a really good pitcher in return for him. But when you have something like that happen, Bill, is, is there a process that you guys go through internally to say, okay, what did we miss here? How, how, did, how did we not see this potentially coming from a guy like Randy or Rosarena? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think Mo and his staff are um, looking at it every uh, which way to, to, to determine, let's look back at our scouting reports. Let's look back at our um, evaluations and see, you know, really take a deep dive into that as well as other players and um, see if there's a, a methodology issue um, or a process issue that we need to, to tweak and get do better. Um, or, um, you know, just, um, you know, try to try to really understand what's going on there so that we, um, you know, don't miss on something like that again. Obviously, um, that trade um, at the moment looks bad because he just lit the world on fire for, you know, whatever it was, five months, three months. Um, but, you know, trades tend to um, have long periods of, of evaluation, um, uh, Matthew Liebertor is a, a great young lefty pitcher, um, has a promising future. So we'll see how that ultimately plays out in the future. But, but yeah, we we can't hide from the fact that um, uh, Randy did some things that we never thought possible. On the subject of trades, I think as a Cardinals fan, you look back at the the '90s and then the early 2000s as well, and then into the Matt Holiday. Uh, time here and and you look back at a lot of those trades right you're able to bring in Mark McGuire you're able to bring in Jim Edmonds and Matt Holliday and you could keep going through with a lot of these guys and then they become stalwarts of the Cardinals organization Bill is it tougher to be able to make trades like that in 2020 than it was in the early 2000s given I mean, obviously, this year aside, what the financial situations were then for smaller market teams versus what they are today. I would say yes, as a short answer. And when you're listing those names, uh, a couple other came, a couple other names came to mind: Wainwright and Roland. And yeah, those, but those are tough trades to make because teams are now um, very sophisticated. All the teams are in terms of evaluating their talent and their. Um, you know, kind of what the, the value of each player is, depending on his contract status and his um, age curve and and potential in the future. So um, you're not gonna you're not gonna totally fool a team or you know sort of highway robbery at, on the front end. You know, you might have performance differences that you saw something smaller that they didn't see or or whatever. But I, I do think it's harder. Um, having said that. Um, we're always trying and, and, um, you know, we've done a great job of drafting and player development, I think over those years and continue to, um, I think there's a ton of Cardinals out there and a lot of people are kind of, you know, scratching their heads. Well, why is this guy doing great on that team? Why is that guy doing great on that team? Well, the flip side of that coin is we drafted and signed those guys and developed them and not many teams can say they've done that you know as much as we have so that bodes well i think for continuing to be able to do that and then you're you know it's it's good to have this hard decisions with players that have upside um you know you hope to get get those decisions right more often than not but um at the end of the day you got to develop and draft and scout um which we've done a good job of
All right, Bill, I got the tough question here for you. Um, Halloween is tomorrow. Uh, will you be dressing up this year for Halloween? Uh, probably not. Um, we got a little guy that we uh, uh, have right now at about eight years old who's going to be a Minecraft guy, oh, which I don't go. understand some, uh, you know, some video game character, which uh, when I mention it, everybody understands except me. But, um <laughs> That'll be my uh, escorting role. Now, over the years, do you have a go-to costume? Because we all have something, right? Like you get a party that pops up last second. I, there's always a go-to costume. Is there I do. Any, you, okay, I do. what's your go-to? Yeah. There's. I have a mullet wig that, um, you know, I mean, you, you know what these are like from your hockey days. Uh, yeah, maybe yes, very well. 20, 20 years ago. It's sort of Yager-esque, but it has my perfect hair color brown there you go so when i put it on people just laugh because they think it really could be me with a mullet and then a you know sort of a a cheesy 70s um fully down buttoned uh you know sort of tie-dye-ish type of thing where i'm i, I don't even know what i am with a necklace gold Bill, necklace yeah I like final it. question that i've got for you because you started this interview off talking about the uh the the hockey games that you play with jamie now i see jamie every day and he's in good shape but maybe not playing day shape how's how's jamie rivers as a hockey player today compared to the guy that you used to see running around out there in the blue blue note well <laughs> let me have let me see if i can be diplomatic here <laughs> <laughs> for all the guys that actually played for the Blues, you can tell there's flashes of brilliance. It's not as maybe, you know, every second of the time they're out there. And then the key is, can you stay in shape, right? So I would say Jamie's is hanging on to the great hands, the great vision. As far as staying in shape, you know, he probably needs to get there a little more <laughs> for the for the wind to, you know, maybe carry him all the way through that fifth game <laughs> at 8.30. But I shouldn't be the one to talk because, you know, you can poke holes in my game pretty easily too. Yeah, I was going to say, Bill, there's an awful lot of times you're <laughs> wide open in front, and I can either see you or I can not see you. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, it's payback's a bitch. <laughs> Bill, always appreciate the time. Uh, sincere thanks for joining us earlier to, or throughout the morning here today. We wish all the best to you and to the Cardinals, and uh, we, we are certainly hoping that there is some good news ahead about fans being able to be in the stands next season. All the best to you and the team and the family as we go through this holiday weekend. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Anytime. Absolutely. That's Bill DeWitt III, Cardinals team president, joining us here on 101 ESPN.